Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And it's time for Baseball Talk Radio, the Baseball Talk Radio show, talking all about playoff baseball. Now that it is October, and we're talking all about it on this edition. And welcome aboard this playoff edition, the first playoff edition of the Baseball Talk Radio Show podcast. My name is Rich. And I'm Gary, and great to be with you, and uh, it's playoff baseball time. Yeah, it's great to be with you, and you have a, a very nice hat on tonight, the uh, the Brooklyn Cyclones, the red edition, very nice. Yeah, this is old school. It's a couple of years ago, um, their old alternate road hat. Uh, uh, red with the yellow brim on it, and I just felt like breaking out a little color tonight. So yeah. uh, here it is. <laughs> Very nice. So it'll give our uh, listeners and our video viewers a chance to uh, check out our video version. We do the video version of the show on YouTube. You can just search for the Baseball Talk Radio Show, uh, and you can find us. Uh, subscribe, and they'll send you an email when we put out a new show. So. Uh, well, it's October 7th, 2016, and as we left you on the last show, we were talking wild card baseball, and now we know how that finished out. But uh, another uh, year of wild, wild card finishes, Gary. Do we have to talk about that? Uh, well, uh, let's talk about Toronto and Baltimore, and, and boy, that was a back-and-forth game. It was 2-2. They went into extra innings, and then... Uh, a big three-run walk-off homer by Encarcion, and uh, that was it. The, the Orioles were stunned, and uh, really, you know, uh, once once you got past the ninth, you knew it was going to have to be a walk-off, of course, if Toronto scored. So, uh, really, shocker. And then, of course, we go to the National League, and pretty much the same scenario. The uh, in a pitcher's duel between Bumgarner and Syndergaard, the Mets and the Giants locked up for uh, eighth innings. And uh, in the ninth, a double, uh, a walk, and a three-run blast, and that was it for the Mets. That finished them off. So um, I was in mourning for a couple of days, but uh have to say they had a good year. And it just didn't work out right right at the end there. And they had a couple opportunities during the game, and they just didn't wasn't able to get that big hit. And boy, you're not going to beat Bumgarner. That guy is unbelievable. He's a beast. He's got filthy stuff, and he is just unreal in in these pressure games. And Richard's got me rethinking the whole thing now. Here we are with the Giants in the playoffs in an even year 
And maybe there's just that something to that even year mojo that they seem to have around them. Yeah, it's almost like that jinx almost, if you want to say that, uh, the even year jinx. But, yeah, as you said, the, the Mets put in a good game. They hung in. Uh, Syndergaard kept them in the game the whole game, as did Bumgarner kept the uh, Giants in the game. And, you know, the next day you always have a lot of commentary about, you know, if I did this, if I did that, especially some of the other games, especially while well, Baltimore we can talk about in a second. But, yeah, with the Mets, you know, Jury's Familia has been with them all year long. He's a reason the Mets got to where they did get to. 51 saves on the year uh, in 67 games. So, you know, the Mets used him as a workhorse. Um, some of these pitchers get into these situations. They give up the big hit. And then all of a sudden, they're like the scapegoat for that particular game. And it's a shame, you know, and it's usually the closer that's going to be the scapegoat sometimes. And it's just not fair because, as you said, the Mets had their chances. Uh, Cespedes went 0 for 4. Uh, all the batters just about went 0 for 4. Uh, anybody that could help them, uh, they did not get the hits. And that's what you have to do. And in a do or die situation for sure, but especially in the playoffs, this is about playoff baseball, bringing your best game to the ballpark. You can't do the O for four, do whatever you have to do to get on base. You know, put a, put a picture of Pete Rose in your locker or something, choke (laughs) up on the bat, you know, do anything to get on base and have your teammates move you around those bases for a score. You know, it's just a shame that, Guys like Familia are the ones that everybody looks to and say, well, you know, it's because of him that the Mets lost. Well, it's not because of him. It's because of their offense. They couldn't get anything going against Bumgarner. He has been hit during the year, too. He's, he was 15-9 and nine during the season. Um, I did some research a little bit. Some of those games were, were I think, six games he had one-run support from the Giants, so he didn't always get the support, but 15-9, and so he was a beatable pitcher. Well, I, I, I would agree with you on all of that, except the scary part about Familia is we have now a track record that's not good. Um, Gordy numbers in, the, in the, the preseason and the postseason, not so much, especially in uh, the World Series, the biggest of the games. Um, last year, he blew three saves in the World Series, games one, four, and five. So um, you get a little nervous whether you can trust him in those spots. And then I agree with you with the uh, 51 saves. But, you know, they had another uh, reliever, and a lot of other teams had this guy too, Armando Benitez, who was the same way, put up great numbers in the pre during the regular season. And in the postseason, just didn't deliver. But uh, and and look, there's been you know tons of superstars with the same thing. Kershaw, Kershaw's numbers in the postseason are not that good. David Price, excellent during the year postseason. He got bombed today again. Uh, you know, it's it's a funny thing. You don't know, but it's a little disconcerting when you do put that much pressure on a closer and, and now we're starting to see a track record in the postseason. So uh, hopefully they get in next year and he can, he can erase it. If they, uh, 
even keep him or decide to move on to somebody else. I would like to see um, a situation to what similar to what the 86 Mets had, and they had two closes, actually. They had uh, Roger McDowell and Jesse Roscoe, one righty, one lefty. I'd like to see him get back to that kind of position to where you can have one guy do most of it during the season, but um, maybe use some other guys in that role, too. So you can, you know, he's not getting 51 saves and, and maybe he's worn out by the playoffs. Who knows? I don't know. He's a sinker ball pitcher, though. I think it would help his sinker ball if his arm was a little bit tired. But, um, you know, it, it, it's a it's a tough thing. And, uh, of course, um, now if we want to talk about the other series, Buck Showalter got heavily criticized for not bringing in his closer. So you, you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. Exactly. And hindsight's always twenty twenty. Now, Showalter kept his reliever, his ace, on the shelf for a little too long. Most people agree on that. When was he going to bring him in is the question. Well, the Orioles couldn't score either. Pro- he probably didn't have faith that the Orioles were going to be able to come back and score, but you would figure that by the 10th inning or so, it's a do or die situation. You've got to bring them in at some point. So, yeah, he's he's being criticized for that. And here you have Familia. And you can look at any series in this uh, playoff situation and, and draw the same conclusion. You had Cole Hamels get lit up in the first game for Texas. You had Darvish get lit up in the second game. Uh, so it's... It's tough, you know. They'll pitch a good season all year long and get mm-hmm. you there. Uh, some hometown fans were even booing Cole Hamels after he got off the mound. Uh, and that's not typical of a, a Texas fan. I would think maybe the Phillies <laughs> might have done that. I don't even think Phillies fans would have done that because that pitcher got you to that situation. The series isn't over yet, and already you're going to jump on a a boo wagon. That's why the Rangers are terrible at home in playoff games. And, and you know, and then you have the other extreme with uh, Terry Francona. Uh, he's putting in his setup guy in the fifth inning, and uh, he went the fifth and the sixth, and and but it worked for him. And he was just, he said he was going to win that game no matter what. So he wanted to end any uh, thing right there, put a squelch on it, and he did that. And I. It's just it's that was unconventional, though I gotta say. Very much so, but you know, those things happen, and you're either a, a great manager because of it, or you become a scapegoat, you know, for criticism. Well, if it uh, works, you're a genius. If it doesn't work, you're a moron. Exactly, <laughs> and it's very easy. The next day, when they have the the talk radio shows and all these uh, individual shows that talk about the different series they they come out with these facts but here's just another uh portion of what mlb.com has been offering and i'm showing this on our video screen uh, if you're watching the video version of the podcast here and very interesting a 2016 national league wild card game used ball noah Syndergaard to denard span the first pitch of the game they're going to auction this off 
Um, in fact, it's going on right now as we're doing the podcast. Current bid is only $310 for this ball. It was the first pitch, so it'll be interesting to see how this one ends. Um, this is what they're doing now with some uh, online auctions uh, with game-used items and things like that. I think that's very cool, uh, something that they never did years ago. Well, they didn't have the, uh, you know, I don't think they ever thought that this stuff was going to be worth all of it and, and you know, decide to uh, do all of this stuff. I was wondering why I, I saw him throw the first pitch and then I saw the catcher, Rene Rivera, throw the ball into the dugout. And I was wondering, well, why were they doing that? And there you go. But, you know, now they have the bases that they change every inning when, when it's some kind of event and and they raffle, like when uh, Derek Jeter played his last game, and they changed the bases every inning. So that gave them, you know, what? Uh, I don't think they changed it every half inning. I'm going to say every inning. So that gave them 27 bases. For all I know, they could have changed it every half inning, and, and they'd have 54 bases to be selling. So, I mean, it, it's it, it's great, and on the other hand, it's gotten a little out of hand, I think. Yeah, and here's... Uh... For Phillies fans, uh, they must not have uh, been clued into this website yet. Roman Quinn, who's one of their uh, up-and-coming players, uh, played the outfield for him this year, uh, star in AAA, a, a game-used baseball from a Roman Quinn base hit. It's going for an opening bid of $50. There's no bids on it. Uh, is it signed? It actually starts. Uh, it is not signed. It's just a game-used baseball, Roman Quinn base hit ball. So, yeah. Now, had it been signed, I would think that would make it a little more collectible. Yeah, and it'd be worth more than fifty dollars. I think. <laughs> I mean, just a just a, a baseball base hit. I mean, yeah. Have them sign it. Give give somebody <laughs> at least. The signature as well, if they're going to yeah. bid on certain things like this. But uh, yeah, it's pretty interesting what they offer online now. And you know, if you're you're a big collector and you really like certain things, you can go out there get baseball caps, bats, just about anything used in the ball game. Um, they're auctioning them off, even the players' game used hats. So. Check it out there at the auctions.mlb.com. It's pretty cool. And is anything signed or is it all just? I think, yeah, here's a, let's see, I'm browsing through the items right now here. Uh, Carlos Beltran, autographed New York Yankees clubhouse issued cap. It's got a nice uh, signature across the top of the brim there. Now that's an interesting thing. What is a clubhouse-issued cap? That means he didn't wear it in a game, but it was given to him in a clubhouse. Possibly, but it's got the nice signature on there, so if you're a <laughs> Beltran fan, here's uh, here's a triple offering here. Jose Bautista, Edwin Encarnacion, and Marcus Stroman autographed Toronto Blue Jays clubhouse-issued cap. That's caps. nice. So, Two forty-five, the current bid right now uh, on those three items, and they're they're real McCoy hats. Apparently, they belong to the players. Well, they were issued in the clubhouse to the players. 
It's uh, very interesting <laughs> stuff there. Uh, check it out. And uh, let's talk a little bit about that, that Oriole series. As you said, there's a lot of parallels to the, um, to the Mets series in, in a way. But uh, there was also a little nasty incident where one of the fans actually threw a can of beer down from the uh, bottom of the stands there in the outfield. Did you happen to see that play? Yeah, um, and that was disgraceful. You know, uh, people of Canada are supposed to be so polite, but uh, I read today they have been having a little trouble in Toronto with uh, some drunken, rude, drunken, rude behavior like that. So um, it's something that they apologize. They apologize to the Orioles for. It, it's very dangerous. It's it's you know it, it's not just a a prank thing. I mean, you could. That's dropping a distance. You could get a guy a concussion or whatever from that. And why they sell cans? They want. I think they're the only uh, stadium in the league that actually sells the cans still. Well, I mean, I've had it in minor leagues, but um, I don't think at City Field they do it. And I and I read that they were the only ones that had it. And uh, you know, they got to go back to remember the old days. The guy would come around with a tray full of beers already poured with the plastic lid on it, and yeah. that's the way you'd get it. Or they used to open up the can, pour it in front of you, and give it to you. But, you know, they did away with that because then they, they were pouring a 12-ounce can into a 16-ounce cup and charging you for a 16-ouncer. And, you know, they didn't want to match that right, so uh, anything to make money. But... um and it's easier just to give you a bottle or a can. But for a few years there, they were selling plastic bottles only of beer. And then yeah. that, that kind of went. So I don't know what what the answer is at this point. Um, got to have a beer at the ball game. So, but they got to get control of these people. Or yeah, else, just- you know, they're going to be putting up netting all around. So it's going to be like some of those soccer stadiums where, you know, everything is covered. So you can't get out on the field or you can't throw anything. I mean, it's just stupid. Um, I believe they caught the guy, but uh, he's fighting it, saying it wasn't him. And so it'll be interesting to see what the officials do about the whole thing. Yeah, and as you said, uh, it's just one bad apple in, what, 40,000 people? You can't control all these fans. Mm -hmm. And I don't think you can blame Canada or Canadian fans in large, although uh, some people were tweeting that a few years ago there was things thrown on the field. There's things thrown on the field in a lot of places, though. Mm-hmm. Atlanta, if you remember that incident, mm-hmm. yeah. where the, the Braves fans in the mass threw a lot of items on the uh, field. It's something that's uh, sort of like mob mentality sometimes. You know, when one guy does it, second one, then the third, and okay, let's let's just go for it, so to speak. But yeah, um, an update to that story. There was a guy that who I, who was identified by Toronto police as a suspect who tossed a beer at outfield uh, Baltimore Orioles, Hun Su Kim during Tuesday night's wild card game. Um, let's see if they released his name here. Uh, obviously he wasn't taken into uh, arrest at the game because he, Hightailed it out of there very quick. And apparently the guy that they arrested is named Ken Pagan. Um, 
apparently had turned himself into authorities, according to the UPI, but uh, no more further information about, you know, what he'll face. And even the Phillies this past year, uh, probably a lot of our listeners may not have known that a, a Phillies fan was caught throwing an empty beer can at Ryan Howard. So, yeah, it's a, it goes, it does happen in baseball, and it's a shame. Um, the Phillies fan was caught immediately. His, his, uh, <laughs> he was arrested right on site. Um, but uh, it's just a shame when fans do that. And, of course, they're drinking anyway, so I don't know. Well, I guess the only way to do it is to to consider just selling uh, tap beer, you know, and and uh, you only have a cup, and and you know, I know in uh, St. Louis they have automatic uh, tap dispensers. You put your money in or whatever it is, your credit card, and and you just it just fills that cup of beer. And uh, that way, you just have cups. You know, if they, if they they could do something like that, add those things around the ballpark, so there's you don't need to vent. But then it puts a vendor out of business. You know, um, so I don't know. I don't know what the answer is, but uh, definitely cans and bottles. I go back to the old way to make them hump everything around and open up the can and pour it in front of you. That's that's. Either that or, or get these automatic dispense machines and put them all over the ballpark, shut them, you know, have them wired up so you can shut them off in the seventh inning like they, they don't want to serve drinks anymore. And, uh, you know, just then then you have cups. Yeah, not, I don't know. Have you ever seen people drink at a ball game? I, my wife and I used to go to games, and we were amazed at these young you know, 25-year-old, 20-something people, you know, wolfing down five or six beers during a game. I thought that was a lot of beer to consume in a short amount of time. You know, you, you worry about them driving and things like that even after the game. So, yeah, it, you know, that's how they make their revenue, a lot of these teams. But uh, certainly maybe uh, subject of some talk. Uh, as you said, though, at least to make it safer for the players. But, yeah, I think a lot of people just consume entirely too much alcohol at a game. Well, that's... <laughs> well back in the day, I'm not going to even go there. But, uh... <laughs> um, yeah, and, and, you know, they keep raising the prices and... Uh... It's just, it's, it's just, it's still your attitude and how you act and, um, you know, why people think they can be an idiot once they get out in public. But, you know, we see it on Facebook and Twitter and everywhere else. So we shouldn't really be that surprised. Well, a lot of what has baseball uh, fans surprised so far in the playoffs is some of these series. And we, we're talking about it a little bit before the show. Cleveland has a big lead on the Boston Red Sox in game two as we're doing the podcast. Of course, we're getting a little jump on the weekend. We're doing the show on Friday night, October 7th. Uh, that series is in its second game. And a uh, big surprise there. And it's just gone final. Uh, Cleveland has defeated Boston 
six to nothing, and they lead the best of five, two games to nothing, going back to Fenway Park. So uh, Boston's in a must-win situation already, as is the uh, uh, other series in the American League with Toronto and Texas. They're going to Toronto, and Texas is in a must-win situation. So um, very interesting. A lot of people were saying that picking Boston to win the World Series, and they've got a long road to hoe now to even get that, to get out of this round. Got to win three in a row. And I tell you, Cleveland, I thought, I have to say, Cleveland a couple of weeks ago, I thought that they were going to, be very good, and then then they had some injuries to their pitching staff, and I didn't think they would perform as well, but they're out slugging them, and they're out pitching them right now so far, and um, going to Boston, and they, they, you know, they still have a game to come back to Cleveland if need be, so Cleveland's in a, in a driving seat right now. Yeah, they don't have to do much, uh, but don't... <laughs> Rest on your laurels either because Boston could run the table on you oh, yeah. really quick. Uh, and as you said, that Toronto series, uh, the Texas Rangers did rally, uh, scoring three l- runs in game two uh, late in the game. But uh, Toronto held on five to three to win game two. And now they're in the driver's seat as the series goes up to Canada. And I really, yeah, that's really was a shocker. Um, I really uh, thought that that Texas was gonna is the superior team, and uh, I mean they just had everything the, the the pitching and the hitting, and and nothing's working right for them. The pitching, uh, Cole Hamels couldn't gave up with seven seven earned runs. I think it was mm-hmm. he gave up, and now Darvish today. Gave up, I don't know how many runs, but he got hit hard. Um, I think he gave up four home runs on the day, which is the first time ever for him. He gave up five earned runs with only four strikeouts. So, yeah, they hit him hard. Very, very strange, uh, uh, interesting situation coming up. But I really thought Texas was going to roll right through this series. Uh I think Toronto had the pitching in here. They're getting some good pitching performances, and they're hitting. So unbelievable. It's just uh, you never – you really – it's hard to pick any of these teams. Yeah, it's it's almost who's ready to to really play in October, and you, you feel the air out where you live um, in the Northeast. It's a little crisp out at night. Uh, a lot of these teams thrive on that kind of uh, – weather for baseball and uh, we're going to see the boston red sox as you said go up to boston it's going to be a little little bit change of temperature for them it's going to be into their uh way so to speak but toronto has the dome so maybe they'll have the dome closed if it's going to be too chilly out but uh, it's interesting about weather and how that affects baseball as we saw the uh the hurricane that was supposed to come up the coast this uh, for this weekend in our area, Gary, mm-hmm. uh, failed to do that, and we're happy about that. Certainly are, and uh, feel bad for the people in uh, Florida and in uh, Georgia and South Carolina and North Carolina. It looks like it's going to hit hit somewhere in there, but um, Florida managed. Uh, 
if you look at some of the pictures, you know, you say that, well, they didn't really escape it, but they really did escape, I think, a lot of the full brunt of it that they thought they were going to get. It's still a lot of damage. It still was a very dangerous, damaging storm, but um, I, I think it went more coastal, like you said, that they thought, and uh, now it looks like it's going to hit into the uh, Georgia and the Carolinas, so maybe it'll skirt them as well and uh, minimize uh, as much as possible the damage. But, um, yeah, at least there's no teams down there playing that they had to cancel the game, so uh, we can continue. And the weather's been fairly decent for the first couple of days of these games, which is... Um, something, as you remember in the past, they'd be fighting with rain and, and, uh, cold weather. And it's been relatively comfortable in all of these games. Yes, it has. And one series left that hasn't started yet. I'll start up tonight. Uh, game one of the giants at Chicago Wrigley field's going to be rocking tonight. 9 PM is the start time. I'm going to try to tune in for a little while. Uh, but you know, part of, uh, Part of some of these games is I think they put them on a little bit too late for the working guy. Well, I think because now, especially like today, they're jamming in all of these four games, and uh, they couldn't start at 8 because the the other game was still going on, Um, the Washington and the Dodgers. They're only in the the bottom of the 6th. Uh, Dodgers have a 4-3 to three lead in game one. Scherzer against Kershaw. Kershaw is out of the game now. Um, and Harp is up with a runner on first in two out, I believe, in the uh, sixth inning. But um, I think it's all for television, Rich. That's what it's all about. You know, it, it took me, and it's so confusing because it, it took me like 15 minutes to figure out what station Um the Nationals and, and the Dodgers were on because they, they told TBS and ESPN. Okay, but now Fox has today's game with the, the Nationals and the Dodgers, and I don't know where the Cubs are going to be on, and MLB supposed to have a game. So it's very confusing as well where these games are, are on the TV. So yeah, um, it is a bit on the confusing side. Go over to MLB.com, the main page on the left-hand side. That's where I've been finding out exactly the game times, where to find it on. Uh, they have a nice little uh, a left-hand corner that they're posting all the games uh, in one column that are on in a specific day um, and where you can tune in on them. Um, I'm looking at it right now. Of course, uh, San Fran and the Cubs are going to be on Fox Sports 1. As you said, that's the third network in Ah, on the playoffs. Uh, So, yeah, do yourself a favor. Go right to there, and you're going to have a winner every time. Uh, You're going to know exactly where the games are. Cueto and Lester tonight, good matchup. Uh, San Fran takes on the the mystical Chicago Cubs. They're supposed to be... uh, the favorites and so far some of those favorites have turned in poor performances like the Red Sox were big favorites in their series so far and it'll be interesting to see what happens in the uh, Giants and the Cubs series certainly will and again uh, Giants in an even year 
There's some mojo there, so uh, Cubs better be leery. Yes, indeed. We're looking forward to a great series on that, and uh, we hope you stop by our website, the sponsoring website, uh, baseballtalkradio.com. A whole bunch of the teams that are in the playoffs are on that website, so you're going to hear some insightful uh, conversations. We heard Gary's uh, opening to the wild card game for the Mets and, you know, what they could expect and things. You could still tune in to those shows. Uh, hear all of the excitement about the uh, individual teams that are still in the playoffs. There's a couple Cubs podcasts. There's a Giants podcast there. And you're going to hear from the unofficial fans that really love talking baseball. So uh, check it out over at BaseballTalkRadio.com. And, Gary, uh, I'm looking forward to the rest of these series already. It's been very entertaining. It certainly has, Rich, and uh, going to – Sit back and uh, do a little editing on this show and get it online and, and sit back and watch the uh, Cubbies and the Giants go at it. Though it should have been my Mets and the Cubbies going at it, but say la vie. <laughs> That's true. Well, we hope you enjoyed this edition of the MLB or actual baseball talk radio show. I'm confusing both of our shows. The first one that we <laughs> did, uh, God, we got... A lot of editions, and you can listen to those back editions in the off season if you like. Uh, we appreciate you again for listening to our show here. Keep tuning in. Subscribe to us on iTunes. You can find us on Baseball Talk Radio as well. com. So, Gary, you have a great rest of the series. Uh, enjoy the week to come in the playoffs, and we'll talk again next week. You bet, Rich. See you then. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.